Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. Reprised from Marketing News, published by the American Marketing Association, March 15, 1985. Enter now. Win exciting prizes in biz-to-biz sweeps. Sweepstakes, contests, and other game promotions, which have long been successful tools for consumer marketers, are being increasingly used by business marketers. The techniques work when aimed at consumers in their homes, and they work when consumers are in their offices or factories. They're the same people, just in different locations, said Jeffrey P. Feynman, President Ventura Associates Incorporated New York, one of the nation's largest sweepstakes firms. The trend toward business-to-business sweepstakes and contests is just now catching on, but will be a real growth area in the future, he said. Companies spend about $250 million annually on sweeps. Right now, only about $1 million is spent on business sweeps. But I think in 10 years, business sweeps will account for 20% of the total, Feynman said. Business marketers already buy 38% of the premiums in the U.S. One of Ventura's first business sweeps clients was Xerox Education Publications, Middleton, Connecticut, which gave away a color TV set to interest teachers in its books and My Weekly Reader magazine. Xerox tried it and it worked, Feynman said. We also ran a successful contest for IBM. They gave away trips and computers to help sell office supplies and increase traffic in their stores. Once IBM did it, others followed. We now have a full-time staff which specializes in business sweeps. Here are some of the early users of business sweepstakes, their target audiences, and prizes. Home Box Office gave away free vacations in its sweepstakes aimed at cable operators. Welsh Foods Incorporated targeted grocery retailers with a sweeps that featured an Hawaii vacation plus $1,000 cash, a barbecue grill, and microwave oven. Various travel opportunities were offered to teachers in sweeps run by Scholastic and Coed magazines. Flying Tigers targeted mailroom personnel with a sweepstakes that featured trips and wristwatches. A new Oldsmobile was the prize in a sweeps run by Psychology Today magazine. Direct mail pieces stressing the publication's upscale audience were sent to advertisers. Sweepstakes and contests offer the same benefits to both consumer and business marketers, Feynman said. If you're using a good segmented mailing list, a sweepstakes or contest can increase your response rate up to 30%, he said. Sweeps create interest and involvement. They get people to open the envelope. They cut through direct mail clutter and differentiate your communications from competitors. The ability to cut through clutter is critical, he added, because people in offices and schools deal with stacks of mail each day. The average doctor gets 200 letters a week. But will a sweepstakes or contest really work when the respondent is a highly paid, highly educated chief executive? You better believe it, Feynman said. High-level executives are attracted to sweeps just like everybody else. The appeal has nothing to do with demographics, it's psychographics. The concept of something for nothing and the words free and win appeal to everyone. Some of our most successful contests have been directed at high earners. The game player mentality cuts across all boundaries, including income. Millionaires play state lotteries. If you go to Las Vegas, you'll see billionaire oil sheiks sitting at the $5 blackjack tables and wealthy old widows dumping nickels into the slot machines. 
Feynman likes to tell the story of a sweepstakes he ran for a business computer manufacturer that was targeting presidents of large corporations. I think the minimum salary level of the respondents was $300,000, he said. The mail piece with the sweeps included an offer of a free T-shirt with an I'm a smart businessman printed on the front. A few weeks after the mailing, I started getting calls from the presidents. They wanted extra T-shirts. I mean, we're talking about an item that cost $1.80, and I've got wealthy, powerful men on the phone begging me to send them more. These are people who could have easily bought the company that made the T-shirts. But the important point is that sweeps do generate sales leads and orders. It's the power of the word free. Just look at those frequent flyer programs run by the major airlines. They've got high-level executives making unnecessary half-day stops in Pittsburgh just so they can get extra points. To be effective, the sweepstakes prizes must have a business feel to them, Feynman said. The trick is to offer something that the respondents can use in the office as well as the home. You should at least slant the offer that way, he said. For example, we ran a sweeps for manufacturing executives and the prize was a trip to Italy. But the mail piece pointed out that the trip would enable the winner to attend the Milan Industrial Fair. Another campaign aimed at business managers offered a free cassette recorder with a tape entitled How to Manage Your Time. Attaché cases and computers also work well in business sweeps. Premiums are good tie-ins with contests. The combination makes the response go through the roof, and the cost of the premium is insignificant, he said. While most of the early business sweeps have been communicated through direct mail, print ads also are effective, Feynman said. Another key, I think, is that business customers tend to respond well to sweeps and contests because the target audience is relatively small. They know their chances of winning are better compared to entering one of the huge consumer contests. Most of the business sweeps users thus far have been national firms. However, regional and local firms can run contests too, Feynman said. Ideally, the target audience should be at least 25,000, but 50 could be enough if you're selling a big ticket item or have a real high quality respondent base, such as company presidents. Some business marketers have refrained from using sweepstakes in contest because they believe such promotions can't influence company buying decisions. Feynman disagrees. Business decisions aren't based on sound judgment, and they're not always based on low price or best service. Corporate buyers are influenced by all sorts of emotional and irrational factors. Basically, people do business with people they like. Don't get me wrong, business sweeps aren't a tidal wave yet. They only account for about 3% of our business, but they do work, and inquiries are up substantially. It's just going to take some time for business marketers to warm up to the idea. What sweeps and contests and games do is appeal to basic human nature. It's the greed business. Sweeps are like brass bands in parades. They attract attention, and they're cheap. I can't think of one that hasn't paid for itself. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.